This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs, donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now let's head into the Rich Jekyll Score studio with Christopher Hart and Lucy Polito. Hello and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And yes, indeed, we do have the winning combination, starting with the award-winning score volunteer, Lucy Polito. Lucy, how are you doing this afternoon? Well, I was doing very well until a few minutes ago because life gets in the way sometimes. But life is good anyway. That's so, right. Okie yeah, We had a few technical issues here, but we got it going now. So thanks again for tuning in, and thank you, Lucy. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But, of course, this show is all about SCORE and, not, and entrepreneurs here locally and everything SCORE's got going on to help out entrepreneurs here locally. And, by the way, nationwide, because SCORE, as you know, or may not know, is a nationwide organization. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, offices all over the country. And you can go to SCORE.org, that's the national website, SCORE.org, to find out where those offices are. And that way, if you have friends or family in other parts of the country and aren't who aren't aware of SCORE, you can make them aware of SCORE. So uh, please do that. So that's SCORE.org for the national website. Now, by the way, they've got a lot of great templates and other things there that you can utilize as well. Same thing with the local website, Orlando.score.org, Orlando.score.org where you can find a lot of great templates like for making a business plan, uh, profit and loss statements, various documentation that you can uh, download and utilize yourself. And, of course, uh, at that website, you also have an archive of this radio show and a lot of the great educational programmings that SCORE offers up. And uh, all of this, once again, offered to you at the bargain basement inflation and deflation proof price of how much was it again lucy i just can't seem to remember well and i and i always have to say that nasty nasty word <laughs> it's free yeah. the f word as uh as rich used to say so anyway uh score once again always got something going on so check out the, the schedule of events at, uh, when I say events, I mean like educational offerings, like the Coffee with the Leader presentations bi-monthly, the uh, workshops where they teach you how to start from scratch and build the business the right way. Those are offered monthly. And uh, all of that you'll find the schedule at orlando.score.org. Other special events, you'll be alerted there. Uh, you'll find them there. But if you sign up for the, the uh, newsletter, You'll get the alerts. That's, once again, all at Orlando.score.org. And because the SCORE does have their offices right there in the National Entrepreneur Center, you're welcome to come in and have a sit-down meeting with a counselor like Lucy, if you like, a mentor, and set up a relationship uh, where they can help uh, help you with uh, your wherever you are in your stage of your business, whether you're just starting out or somewhere along the line you want to expand or maybe downsize or maybe you're ready to sell and move on. They can help you out all along the way. So right there at the National Entrepreneur Center in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall on the west end, right there off McGuire, are the offices, and along with a number of other great organizations there as well, all dedicated to helping entrepreneurs in Central Florida. And uh, the office hours for SCORE are 10 to 4 Monday through Thursday, 10 to 1 on Friday, 
And if you call ahead and make an appointment, that way they can set aside some time for you. The number being 407-420-4844, for score. And, Lucy, I know you just had the BizFest uh, just, uh, just a few weeks ago. That was a really big event. And now you're already looking forward to doing the same thing next year, right? That's right. And hopefully next year we can do it a, a little bit bigger. This time we had to some limited space, uh, which is, you know, usually unusual. But hopefully next year we can have a bigger place so that can have more people come and see us and know and learn all about SCORE, which is a wonderful organization and with professionals who are there just, you know, providing their time, helping businesses. And that's the whole idea in any way and, you know, from beginning to end, if you will. You know, we teach you how to start a business, maintain a business, and if you want to change your mind and close the business, we'll show you how to do that all for free. There you go. That big F word, she just said it again. Let it slip out. All right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So that's going to bring us uh, to our guest today. She's new to the show. And so let's go ahead and welcome Marcelina Kluke, who is a tax consultant to What's the Score? Marcelina, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we appreciate it. And we'd like to find out something about our guests themselves uh, before we get to the business end of everything. So if you would tell us where you're from, where you went to school, uh, and if you're not from Central Florida, what brought you here? So I'm actually from Poland. I grew up in Europe. Uh, where did I went to school? I did a little, uh, a little bit studies uh, some years in economic in Europe. European Union, and then I came to the States, and I that's where I uh, obtained my bachelor degree in business administration and management. Um, but uh, my expertise is actually taxes and tax representation. And for that, I start my journey in 2011 with Liberty Tax, um, where I signed up for the course and I participated in 20, 2010 tax season and haven't stopped since then my journey with the taxes. So we, we, you kind of skipped through it pretty quickly there. Um, what brought you, why, why did, what brought you to doing taxes? I mean, uh... what brought me, I had someone, I was an immigrant. I didn't know a lot about the tax law and how system in United States work. So I paid someone to do my taxes and they did not do it correctly. So I looked at it and things didn't seem right for me. So I said, I should probably learn that. So I know better what goes on these forms and I can understand them better. And that's how I end up with Liberty Tax, signing up for their course and doing my first classes, getting my IRS certification, PTI number. And since then, it was never-ending learning journey. <laughs> it is because, you know, Lucy, the tax code is something that it kind of floats. You know, it goes it goes yeah. around. You know, it, it doesn't quite, quite always stay the same. You know what I mean? And correct never. me if I'm wrong, Marcelina, but I believe the tax law, I don't know if it cha is changing this year or it changed already this year. And so, you know, there's, it seems like every year they seem to be changing things. So we really always, I mean, 
have to go to a tax expert because you never know. You may be missing an opportunity, or on the other hand, you may be not paying enough. So who knows? Only you folks know these things. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree with you, Lucy, because but 2020 and 2021, I just want to mention, that was two very specific years. Um, I like to joke about it because I start my work at 8 o'clock in the morning, and by noon, I didn't know anything because uh, somebody passed the law about the additional child tax credit or a stimulus checks. That was done during a tax season. So if you knew your forms and if you knew the law, which was by 8 o'clock in the morning, by noon, our um, another tax law has been passed. And what you knew at 8, it wasn't valid by noon. So you're absolutely correct. It changed every year. It can change every month. It can even change in one day. <laughs> even in one day. All right. Yes. So that's what has happened during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. And you said what? I'm sorry. How old were you? Did you say you were when you came to the United States? I was. Uh, I turned 20 in America. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. So I was 19 when I landed. Month later, I turned 20. <laughs> did you know that you would be become an expert in U.S. tax code? <laughs> U.S. tax code when you were in Poland. <laughs> No, no, that was never on my mind, to be very honest. What? I always, I don't know how I was pushed to that direction, but I love it. You know, like you were just saying earlier, Lucy, sometimes life gets in the way of your plans, right? Takes no you to... kidding. Yes. You look at that, you know, sometimes when you're little, you always, you know, like men always want to be either soldiers or something else, and they wind up being, you know, a car driver or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, indeed. What, Marcelino, what did you want? To, what, what, what did you expect? What were you hoping for? Or what did, uh, did you have any particular uh, like profession that you wanted to get into in the United States when you came here? No, I didn't have a specific profession at all in my mind. I wasn't, I didn't even know what to expect. Uh, when I came, I came as a student exchange my first time here. So that was just in that was just the first experience of uh, getting outside Europe. So everything was big and it was very unknown to me. So I didn't know what to expect. So if I say that I knew what I want to be when I come to America, I would lie. <laughs> I <have> no idea. <laughs> Well, well, certainly you you found your place here anyway, and this is uh, you know we're getting right around tax season's right around the corner again here. Here we are at the end of the year, practically. So it's time to start getting those documents uh, together and get ready to go. So anyway, Marcelina Kluk is our guest today. She's a tax consultant with, let's see, it is Executive Business Solutions. And correct me if I'm wrong, Marcelina, but the website is ebsolutionsonline.com. Is that correct? Yes, that's okay. correct. That's EB for executive business, but ebsolutions, yes. plural, online.com. And you just spell solutions and online out as it normally would be. So ebsolutionsonline.com. So we come back, we'll be continuing the conversation with Marcelina 
about the tax code and some things you might want to be looking out for this year, especially if it's your first year filing as a business. Okay? So, uh, and don't forget uh, to sign up for the excellent newsletter that SCORE puts out by going to orlando.score.org. You sign up right there. It's so easy to do. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score? We are What's the Score, and once again, we want to thank you for tuning in and telling your friends and family about the show. We appreciate that. That's one of the great advantages of radio. It really is word of mouth, and it gets around. All right, got Lucy Polito of Score and myself, Christopher Hart, our guest today, Marcelina Kluk, and she is a tax consultant with Executive Business Solutions, ebsolutionsonline.com. And before we go forward to get into, you know, business into things over here, uh, do you, are you recall or do you know what the tax code is like in Poland? I'd be interested to know. Is it anywhere similar to ours or how do they do it over there? So I came here so young. Um, so I'm very Americanized, as my family always tell me. Okay. But... Um, <laughs> But my siblings are doing their taxes on their own, and it takes them less than 10 minutes. Wow. So it, is not, it has nothing to do, like, the, they always ask me, like, what do you mean you do taxes? It takes you two, three hours to prepare. I mean, two, three hours, sometimes two, three days to prepare someone's taxes. And I said, you guys have no idea. That has no equivalent between what's happening in the States and in Poland. No, not even close. <laughs> well, there you go. Okay, that figures. All right. Doesn't that, that, that figure, Lucy? I mean, they probably got a flat tax rate over there, and you just basically yes. fill it out. Is that what it is? It, it is? Yes, that's what yeah. it is. This is how much you make, and this is how much you need to pay, and you have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. You know, it's funny that... that I'm retired, I wouldn't pay anything for sure. That, that's right. You know, I've, yep. no, I've noticed over the years, because Marcelina, I used to do a little tax preparation too, and I noticed over the years that every time they simplified, quote-unquote, simplified the form, it got longer. <laughs> it, yes. Yeah. And, yes. So... All right. Well, anyway, speaking of the uh, the tax code here, uh, are there any significant changes for this year that we need to know about? Because, like, for instance, I know when it comes to, like, a, a business owner, st- stuff like the mileage rate is adjusted every year, and I assume that's been adjusted again. But uh, any any other, like, big things that maybe it might be a little unusual? Um, not for this year. We're going to have everything uh, print out and spell it out to us in January. That's when we are up to date, up to the speed with the new tax laws, because as you know, we shouldn't be generally talking about the new rules until they actually published, because they always polish them to until the last day. That's why every year the tax uh, the tax filing date is pushed back. I don't know if you have noticed, it's never January 20th, but January 28th or 29th is because there is something else which they, um, which IRS is publishing, looking into it, like child tax credit, earning income credit, mileage. Uh, that's one of the, the most common ones. Um, uh, 
student loans right now, right? We had a forgiveness uh, of the loans uh, in on the plate, and now is that going to be taxable or not um, when the loan has been forgiven? So we're waiting for the final decisions on those um, big uh, big items on the tax return until January when we get the official uh, information. So in essence, they're still, shall we say, fine-tuning the instructions uh, and until they put That's out the correct. final version, you can't really say where it's going to go. And as you said, that could change during the day. Yes. And just like for the small business owners, I just want to mention here right now, uh, the Form 1099 NEC, which is the non-employee compensation, and tracking all the um, all the um, transfers, cash transfers to the app, right? Last year, everybody who used the Cash App or Venmo uh, or Zelle, they're supposed to receive a Form 1099, and that was for everybody. And we knew that rule all the way through December. And then at the, the end of December, it was bought out. They said, oh, we're going to give everybody um, one more year. So they, you don't have to issue that form. You can you don't have to issue those forms for 2022. We're going to start doing those forms in 2023. So it could change four days before the end of the year. Like I said, so we can't specify anything uh, until the official rules are printed out and announced. Are you talking about where if someone had one of these accounts and they had uh, cash tran- or monetary transfers of like six hundred dollars or more for the for the year? Yes. That that okay. All right. So right. They're supposed to have a, a, a form issue ten ninety nine, which is the non employee compensation, right? NEC or miscellaneous, depending on the transaction. And everybody who had over six hundred supposed to receive that form at the end of twenty twenty two. Yeah. And that didn't happen because the rule has changed right before the tax season starts. Lucy, when you were at American Express, did you ever visit the uh, the tax preparation division? <laughs> the accountants? Listen, the tax guy, uh, they had a, a big department because they had to worry not only about the U.S. taxes, but the various places. You know, we are we were a world we are a worldwide organization, so. We had to pay taxes in every country, and so the organization that took care of the taxes was in New York, and it was a big place because you had to know the taxes of every country. Um, so it was quite involved, and but and also countries do their taxes at different times of the year. So that was an interesting thing, but uh, no, I never got involved with them, but uh, they were all experts. I mean, everybody there were actually tax uh, pros. And very, very knowledgeable about all the taxes, not just in the U.S., but in some of the main countries where we had big organizations. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But, yeah, in a multinational corporation like American Express would obviously do in any country you do business in. you got to abide by their tax codes and their laws. Um, but th- there's kind of the reverse thing, too, in that let's say someone has a business or investments in a foreign country and receives money here. You have to know how to deal with that on our system, right, Marcelino? Yeah, and you know, oh, sorry, go ahead, Lucy. You, yep. No, I was going to say, if you are a foreigner, for instance, and you uh, have money here, so let's say you just put it in the bank and earn interest, you have to pay taxes here, even though you may not live here and you brought your money here. The fact that you're earning money here, you have to pay taxes, and they are usually higher than whatever you and I would pay. I, I think. So I better talk to the expert. Marcelina, am I right? 
<laughs> yes and no, it depends on the situation. And um, for the international tax law, I always recommend them to my to my colleague. It's because people always ask me like, why you the tax expert, why you don't know certain answers? And I just always ask them, when you have a broken leg, do you go to your primary doctor or you go to the specialist? And the same thing is with taxes. Tax law and tax code is such a broad, um, it has so much information that it's impossible for one person to know everything. So that's why we have a state laws, federal laws, international tax laws, not mentioned sales taxes uh, or uh, payroll taxes, which also play a big role on your tax return. So that's why my expertise is small businesses, local small businesses, personal taxes, LLCs. Okay. Once again, we're speaking with Marcelina Kluke, who is obviously a tax, tax consultant. She is with Executive Business Solutions. You can find them at ebsolutionsonline.com, ebsolutionsonline.com. And here in the United States, some states have their own state income taxes. Right, Marcelina? Yes, that's correct. And that state tax varies for each state. And then some of these cities have city tax. So you not only have a state tax, but you also have a city tax. For example, state of Michigan has city taxes, state of Ohio, and of course, New York. So if you live in New York, um, you are obviously familiar. You have a New York state tax and New York city tax. And, you know, like you hear about entertainers and athletes, professional athletes who may reside in one state, like they live in Florida where there's no state income tax. But if they play games in like New York City, they're apt to pay taxes to the city and the state of New York, correct? Yeah, it depends how their contract is written. But technically, if the source of income is located in a New York City, then yes, you're supposed to pay this city tax and New York state tax as a non-resident. So when you come back to the, so the ta- that tax rate is lower for you because you are a non-resident. However, because your source of income is still in New York, you were playing in New York, you're supposed to pay to New York mm-hmm. at least a little bit. Okay. All right. And this is why you need a tax consultant, especially if you travel around doing business. Marcelina Kluke, yes. our guest today, Executive Business Solutions is her operation, and ebsolutionsonline.com is the website, ebsolutionsonline.com. And you mentioned earlier that you got your certification through Liberty uh, tax, uh, tax Services? Yeah. So I started because in order to uh, prepare the taxes, you need to have the PTI number, which is the national producer. That's how IRS um, recognize you as a a tax expert that you're able to sign off on someone's taxes. And then um, three, four years ago, I received my EA, which is the enroll agent, which uh, is the highest certification from the IRS, which Uh, allows me to represent taxpayer in front of the IRS. So if you receive an um, added, I can represent you in front of the IRS. I'm not a lawyer, 
uh, I can represent in general uh, inquiries you in front of and call them and discuss your case with the tax examiner. Okay. All right. So when we come back, we'll be talking more about things that uh, to look out for, especially if you're a small business and especially if you're a first-year filer as a small business with Marcelina Klute. And don't forget to check out the SCORE website, orlando.score.org. And if you'd like to call and make an appointment, or maybe you just have a question that could be answered over the phone, just give them a call at 407-420-4844 for SCORE. It's 407-420-4844. And we'll be right back with more of What's the Score? Welcome back to What's the Score? I'm Christopher Hart, along with Lucy Polito. Our guest today, Marcelina Kluke, tax consultant at Executive Business Solutions. That's ebsolutionsonline.com, ebsolutionsonline.com. Before we go any further, I mean, this should be, seem to be obvious, but just to be sure, uh, you're a, a tax consultant. As you mentioned, you're not a lawyer, but neither are you responsible for bad information on a return uh, if, in other words, the the person who signs the return, the person who the return is for, has to make sure that the information on the return is correct. Yes, absolutely. That's, that, that is correct. The law has changed for us in our favor as for us, for the tax preparers, because before we were kind of responsible for the information provided to us. But on the other hand, we cannot argue with the tax uh, taxpayer when he tell me that I spent $13,000 for supplies. We're supposed to verify, but on the technical aspect, we can go to your personal and request your personal finances if you don't want us to provide, if you to, to provide, if you don't want them to to be provided to us. So therefore, we have um, a little bit more less responsibility now and we base it solely really really on on the information from the taxpayer there you go okay um now uh, this this as you said you don't really know the final you know tweaking of the tax code but uh in terms of right now as the end of the year approaches what's some advice that you would give out to people to get ready for next year uh, for the personal, uh, for the people who like personal taxes, I always say, please do not rush to file your taxes. There is always that one form which is going to come in the middle of February or was missed. And that caused you to either uh, have to amend your tax return or two, three years later, you're going to receive a letter from IRS saying, hello, it's us, you missed the form, and now you owe us, let's say, $500 plus interest. And by the way, we did the taxes for you. We correct the taxes, so there is also a penalty. So please do not file. Make sure that you have all forms, all your tax documents before you sit and file your tax return. For the business owners, please proper bookkeeping. Please make sure the proper bookkeeping is put in place, uh, proper documentation, and I'm still the old-fashioned, 
make sure you have your receipts um, nicely, neatly uploaded in your system if you don't like the paper or just do the old fashioned shoebox. Uh, because if something happened down the road, you do want to make sure you have the proper documentation because paying thousands of dollars in penalties and interest is not fun because you cannot um, document your deduction. Okay. All right. And I have a question. Go ahead, Lucy. Marcelina, uh, what do you recommend or what is recommended uh, to keep your all your files and records and all that tax stuff for how many years? Because this can really pile up. I mean, it's a lot of paper, a lot of stuff. I guess I'm talking for an old person. Uh, you know, I'm still into the paper stuff. Nowadays, I guess you just keep it in the system. But still, a lot of the receipts and stuff you, you probably have, you know, things that you get from various organizations. Uh, how long should you keep all that kind of information? So three years. Keep it in three years or from the day you file or three year or from the day you amend your tax return. Okay. Um, okay. If you're a small business owner, I am, I, I just don't like to go back, but seven years, sometimes it depends on your circumstances. If you really, really mess it up, but like I said, three years is the safe zone right now. I rest in the finish uh, the 2019 addits and now they are editing 2021. 2020, 2021, and 2022. That's what is right now in play on the IRS side. So please definitely keep your receipts and all the documentation from 2020, 2021, and 2022. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. And the, the in terms of a small business owner, like if they have to file 1099s and those sort of things, because they're on a different schedule. That's correct. So that has changed. <laughs> Here we go again. It's everything. What is yes, it? Yeah. So, All right. Go ahead. Yes. So <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, you, you you just with the 1099s. Go ahead. Yeah. So uh, last year was by the end of the January. So please keep in mind that because after that, there is a penalty. Like I said, once again, we're waiting for the final days. When is the due date for NEC filing? But I will assume it's going to be at the end of January, just like it, it was last year. And the penalty is about $50 for a non-file. So if you forget and you don't do it on time, it's $50, $50 per employee. Um, that's what is what that was was last year if it, for 2022 if it's going to be anything new greatest uh, for 2023 we will know it all um beginning of january. january right and when you say that it has to be in the mail by the end or the 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 recipient has to have That's it by correct. the end of, okay all right all right. And it's either electronic filing, because a lot of people do electronic right now. So the stamp, the time stamp needs to be the 31st of January, right? Um, or it needs to be in the our good post office in the mail and with the post office stamp January uh, 31st. All right. You just mentioned electric, electronic filing. Of course, the IRS, I think, would prefer if everyone does electronic filing. Uh, two questions uh, along these lines. Uh, mm -hmm. First, do you have any idea of what say the percentage of people who still file the old-fashioned way uh, with paper returns? Is is that like ten percent, twenty percent, fifty percent? I would say less than 
less than five, I would say, because IRS encourage uh, people to file electronically. It's easier. It's less error errors because there's no human factor between it just goes from you to them. Um, nobody has to scan it. There's no fax, which may get, get jumped. Um, but there is still, um, I want to say, an older generation who's still doing taxes and they prefer to have everything print. So I just don't, don't say no to that, but I would say about 5% who's still filing on paper, maybe 10 but I would say majority is doing online filing and electronic submissions. <laughs> okay. All right. And then uh, did I see where the IRS is going to, uh, I guess, test a new program where I guess they called it free online filing through them? Yes. But when I don't have a detail on that uh, on that program, so I would like not to give any any explanation um, about it. There is a uh, there is a program for sure for people under certain amount who is earning certain amounts. That free program will be offered. Uh, but like I said, I don't have details, so I'm gonna skip that question. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Very good. Um, then. Um... The now, in terms of a new filer, and in terms of a new business, uh, what are some of the things that they should be aware of or should look out for? Shall we say? For the new business uh, business owners, um, I will say, please look out for how you report um, the business expenses. Um, my pet and whatever tax examiner is looking at it, we never have even numbers when we buy anything. Uh, your receipts are never $10 or $20 or $30. So if your supplies is 2300 this year, 3000 next year, that's kind of raise a red flag. Um, and you kind of calling for an added. And big, big, big um, item this year for when it comes to the added and what to watch out is the mileage. Please make sure that your mileage is recorded correctly. Um, logs are very important uh, because what, if you ever get added, uh, and that's the most added item for 2022, it was the mileage. IRS not only wants to know how many miles you've driven, but they want to know when, where, and why. When did you drive, date, why did you go there, and how far did you have to drive? So it was a business or personal. So logs and mileage documentation is my, um, that's my advice for the tax year 2023, because this is a, one of the most added items on the tax returns for small business owners. Yeah, I think uh, that deduction can add up pretty quickly, I think, uh the the last year i think the deduction was like 60 cents a mile or something like that that you could take around that age now 50, but you yeah, can't 58 i'm sorry no go ahead now you can't take both the mileage and repairs to the car and depreciation the repairs and depreciation if you choose to do that you can't take the mileage, and if you choose to take the mileage, you can't go the other way, and you can't change it next year if you decide you want to do it the other way. Is that right? You're absolutely correct. You have to pick and choose. So you need to do it either A or Y or B and stick to it throughout the lifetime of your car. 
Is there a general rule of thumb which work which would work better for you? If say if you have a newer car, is it better to go with the mileage because repairs are probably not going to be much? But if you got an old car, it might be more. But once again, you you have to decide as soon as you take that vehicle that that particular vehicle on. It's, so if you get a new car, you can change it at that point, but you, then you can't change it after that until you get another vehicle. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And if you stay with the same business, because some people have two businesses on their on their tax returns, but you absolutely correct. When you get the new car, you have to have crystal ball. And I like that. I like to say that it's a crystal ball and you have to predict what's going to be better. So that's why we always, um, I, in my case, I always, since I've seen those tax returns and I look at your profession and based on my expertise and my years of experience, I will tell you what I've seen so far when you are an Uber driver, for example, mileage is the way to go. But if you are a photographer and you have a brand new vehicle, maybe we should go under the depreciation. It depends how far and how much you drive a year. And that also can change because one year, like COVID hit, yeah, okay. Nobody drove anywhere. There was no event All if right. you are a photographer, right? Okay. All right, well, let's... Uh, that, we'll... But who will... All right, well, we'll leave it there. Who... Come back on the other side with more of this and what's the score. What's the score? Thanks for tuning in. Before we get back to the conversation between Lucy Polito, myself, Christopher Hart, and Marcelina Kluke, I just want to remind you that radio is still a great way to get your message around. You know the audience uh, for this show has really grown over the years thanks to word of mouth, our word, the words out of our mouths to your ears and then out of your ears and then your mouths to someone else. That's the way it works. That's the great advantage of radio. And with great stations here, News Talk Radio and Christian Radio, Salem Media Group really has the area covered, and they can get your message out to the audience that you would like to have hear it. And because now via Salem Surround, they can incorporate your radio message with your online message or just do one or the other. Maybe you just want to go online. They can handle that for you, too. That's Salem Surround. You'll find out more about that at surroundorlando.com. Just visit surroundorlando.com. If you'd like to speak with someone on the phone, you can call Salem Media Group Orlando at 407-618-1760, 407-618-1760. And don't forget, this station here is Salem Media Group's News Talk Station of the Year. All right. Thanks again, ladies and gentlemen, for telling everybody about what's the score. Now spread the word about Salem Surround, too. All right. So let's get back to Marcelina Kluke. You were just uh, describing you know, you got to kind of look through a crystal ball when it comes to, you know, vehicle usage. And there are some other things in the tax code, too, where you kind of be got to kind of be a predictor of the future. Correct? Yes, that's correct. And the same thing comes when you, when we, like I mentioned before, the COVID hit. So a lot of the entertainment industry was shut down. Who will predict that you're not going to be, that we are not going to be driving anywhere um, and pretty much stay in our homes for X amount of days or X amount of time. So it's very hard to predict, but we can kind of see the industry you're coming from. And uh, as a tax expert, we can suggest you the best, uh, the best path to pick. Okay. And now if somebody gets one of those dreaded letters in the mail, what should they do? 
Lucy, I see you laughing over there. You haven't well, received one ever, have you? But I just said, if I got a letter like that, I start screaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the IRS still, when they uh, are going to, say, make a correction on your return or an audit or something like that, they won't call you on the telephone. They will alert you via the mail. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. It's still going through their, our regular post office. They will not call you, so please watch out for the scammers. And they will not ask you for the credit card. They will not ask you to verify the last of your social. None of that. You need to call them, and then you will be verifying your social. But they will not call you to ask you other way around. Yeah, no doubt. Make sure you call the IRS number, not whatever number they left you. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, once again, if anybody calls you on the phone claiming they're a representative of the IRS or something like that, hang up immediately because it is not them. And they want, and we're, one of the reasons why they use the old, shall we say, snail mail is it's more verifiable that you actually received it, especially if they send it. Some, if, they, if you haven't responded to them, they'll, you know, they'll send it where you have to sign for it and that sort of thing. So that's why they do it that way. So once again, just to protect yourself, if somebody calls on the telephone, and especially if you've not contacted the IRS yourself, do not talk to them. Just hang up the phone. Don't even go along with it. So, um, and now if you call the IRS, expect to wait. Um, depending on the time of day you call, especially as you get into the tax season. Now, sometimes some years they seem to be a little better than other years. But uh, expect to wait a while. Right, Marcelina? Yeah, that's correct. There is a new agents. We see the increase, especially me. I'm calling IRS on the daily basis. So there is an increase with the agents who are answering the phone. Their wait time, it is, seems to be um, less, but there is still a wait time. And just like you mentioned, depends on the season. Obviously, right after the tax season, there is a lot of notices coming out in April, May, and June. That's the peak season. So the wait will be longer versus right now when people, most of us already file taxes, there is not as many notices going out. Therefore, it's going to be less wait time. The, the wait time will be much, much less compared to the peak season. All right. Lucy. Did I say you want to ask? No, I'm just thinking about my taxes, and it's sad. <laughs> now, uh, if if you get a, a notice from the IRS, and they a lot of times what they will do, correct me if I'm wrong, but they will make if they say find a mistake on your turn, it's blatant mistake. They'll make the correction themselves, and then if you owe them money, yes. they're going to say here's how much you owe. But if they owe you money, uh, so do they? What? Yeah, I see you shaking. Not you're, you're shaking your head. No. No, I call that too bad, too sad. You made mistake. It's too bad, too sad. Um, it, and I shouldn't probably say that, but that's what it is. IRS will never correct in your favor. If you owe them money, you're gonna hear from them. If they owe you money, you will never hear from them. However. It's in, you, it's in your business, not in their business, to send you money. Right. Now, but if you discover you made a mistake and you paid too much, you can go back 
you mentioned three years, I think, on saving records. Can you now yes. go but you can go back three years and alter those returns as correct as well to correct them, can you not? Yes, and absolutely you should. So that's why I also offer a service that I can look through your taxes and if you miss any kind of deduction that you were not aware of, uh, because the law has as we know, during pandemic changed from morning to evening. Uh, I can always look at your taxes and see if everything was filed according to the code and if it was um, uh, correct, if you if you received the full refund you deserved. Okay. So, and, and that's, uh, that's, that's a whole nother form, but you also have to refill out the forms that you should have filled out correctly the first time. Is that, is that right? That's correct. All right. So that once yes. again, this is why you need someone who knows their way around the code because it is kind of like a jungle. I mean, it's thick and there's things that can pop out at you anytime. And, and once again, the IRS, they are very impatient if you owe them money, right? That's correct. You have 30 days. Once you receive that notice, you have 30, 30 days to respond. Either you agree or you disagree. And if you disagree, we better provide a good documentation why. Right. Uh, exactly. So all of this, once again, is Mar- Marcelina's expertise as a tax consultant and her Website is ebsolutionsonline.com. That's for executive business solutions, ebsolutionsonline.com. And we just have a few minutes left here. Um, Any uh, other particular big things to look out for or to do to get ready for the next season? You know, um, well, Chris, I have a question. Yeah, please go ahead. Difficult question. Yeah, go ahead. This is a difficult question, I think, for anybody to answer. But anyway, I read that uh, they had hired uh, at the early part of this year 75,000 employees for the taxes. Uh, And I'm wondering, I mean, to me, taxes are very confusing and very involved and so on and so forth. How are they going to train these people in all this stuff in a relatively short period of time? You think we, you know, you think we may have a problem down the road because of the lack of experience of a lot of these folks. I don't know. Seems to me taxes are very difficult for me anyway. It's so much stuff to look at and read some stuff that you can and cannot do and so on and so forth. So I I don't understand how you can train 75,000 people to do these taxes. So just, just, I guess it's just my concern. Doesn't, you know, probably I'm the only one that worries about that, but I mean, we have, we do, we go to our, individual tax preparer, I guess. And I wonder when the taxes get to the government, how that's handled. You know, somebody looks at each one of them, is that computerized or how does that work? I don't know. Yeah, what, I don't know, Marcia, if you yeah, even yeah. know. Yeah, and what what role is AI going to start playing in all of this? Please go ahead. Yes. So one question, there's a lot of questions coming out. So when it comes to the um, uh, who looks at it, um, every form which is reported to you, like W-2 or 1099, one copy send it to you and one copy send it to the, to the IRS. So in the ideal world, IRS is supposed to compare those forms in the form in about six months period. Right now, obviously, they're behind. We had shutdowns. We had COVID. Everything went delayed. But right now, they're getting to the 2020 and 2021 where they like, will it be, hello, Miss Lucy, 
I, we got the W2 from SCORE, but it didn't report it to us what's going on here. So it, this part is computerized. They're comparing what I say, apples to apples. If they don't see that W2 on your 1040 form, which is your tax return, they let you know. When it goes to the, when it comes to the added, they also have the algorithm. Like I said, the even numbers raise a red flag. If you're in business for five years and you're showing thousands of dollars in, in expenses and you show zero income or $200 income, that also raised the question, like yeah. how you survive. Why are you still in business? Is it the business or is it the hobby? So there is a lot of indicators. They have algorithm for that. When it comes to another topic, you have touched the uh, experts. It's impossible to train so many people in such a period, of, so short period of time. Like I mentioned before, I don't know everything. And okay. I've been doing taxes since 2011. It's a growing, it's tax code is variety. It's just like a doctor. Doctor doesn't know everything. That's why we have specialists the same when it comes to the tax code. Okay. Well, it's different. Okay. So well then we'll have to ahead. leave it we'll have to leave it on that note because it's an ongoing <laughs> story. <laughs> but we'll certainly have yes. you back on the show, Marcelina Kluke. Thanks for being with us today. Her website, ebsolutionsonline.com. Don't forget to go to the score website. Orlando.score.org. Marcelina, thanks very much. Lucy, thank you too. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me today. You got it. And until next week, that's all for What's the Score? See you. This was a pre recorded show.